Their world can never be ours. Uh, not even pizza? Mmm, pizza's okay. And of course, listening to this episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Reflux capacitor, fluxing, Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze, 1991. Prepare to rewind in 3, 2, 1. Welcome, Rewinders, and new listeners to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and games from 15 or more years ago. I'm your captain of the pod, Francisco Ruiz, and I'm joined by your XO and mine, Paul, the Master Turtle Interrupter Powers. Yeah, a little too turtle. <laughs> <laughs> and also for this discussion we have a full dojo here nice. uh, firstly I'd like to welcome back aboard tactics officer Kitos ruiz hey thanks for having me hey Kitos. uh what uh what turtle team are you a part of team mikey team donnie oh team mikey definitely team mikey. that's the picture awesome. tell you. Yeah. well this is an audio podcast also Kitos. <laughs> Uh, in addition to Kitos, uh, we are glad to have back aboard ship's artist, Colin Schlicht. Hey, Colin. Hey, how's it going, guys? Stoked to talk about the Green Machine with you guys. Awesome. What team are you a part of? Oh, that's tough. Sometimes I'm Leo, sometimes I'm Mikey. For this movie, though, all the way, it's Donnie. Ah, nice. yes. Awesome. Oh. Oh. Is oh, now a oh. good time? Did you enjoy the break from... Uh, Corey Feldman's now voice. Now's not a good time, All Paul. right, fine. We'll get back to it later. Sorry. Another member of the Retro Rewind podcast team, ready to kick shell, is ship's historian, David Bobbo Bobke. Hey, Bobbo. Hey, guys. How's it going? Going well. What team are you a part of? Oh, I'm Team Leo all the way, man. I always respect okay. the leadership. You know what? Yes, you should respect the leadership. You should respect yeah, that. Yeah, Paul, I respect you. <laughs> <sighs> wow and the final ninja on it's the team this time is star trek ds9 analyst fan of video games and amateur astronomer uh drake tungsten hey drake how you doing hey good and what team are you a member of would you say uh, i guess i'd go with donatello donatello awesome well uh Drake, this is actually actually your third time on the show. So do you know what that means? I think I do. You okay. owe us five bucks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, if what you think is you get a promotion, you're promoted to a shipman, then you are correct, sir. That is so, what I thought. All right. What what uh part of the ship would you like to serve in? Uh engineering department. Engineering. Nice. All right. Cool. You are now ship's engineer of the pod. Thank you, Drake. And now that you have a somewhat quick flyby of who we are, Paul, can you give us a quick overview of the production specs for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze? All right. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles II colon back from the sewers. I knew you were going to do that was released November 15th in 1991 in Japan. It was developed yeah. by Konami for the Game Boy <laughs> platform. The designer was Masashi Sakurai. Yes, do all these Sakurai, Japanese names for me, Paul. Directed by Hiroyuki Fukui 
programmers are Matsugui, Nataga, Hero. All right. Why don't we just stop? We're talking about the movie, not the game, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, and not the Michael Bay one either. Oh, 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 Secret of the Ooze. All right. Hold on. Okay. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles II colon Secret of the Ooze was released March 22nd, 1991 before the Game Boy game that I had previously mentioned. Oh, it runs an hour and 28 minutes and is rated PG. It was directed by Michael Pressman and written by Todd W. Langan, with lead stars being Paige Turco, David Vanna, and Michelin Sisti, the Michelin Man. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Yeah, the music was composed by John Duprez. And are you ready for the box office trivia? I am ready. Uh, everyone, the dojo, are you guys all ready to guess the, the box office? Cowboy. Yes, sir. Awesome. And <laughs> everyone in who, who's here live, you're welcome to guess as well. Paul, go ahead. All right. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze, was made for about $25 million and earned almost $80 million at the oh, box office. Nice. Very good. So, given this and the fact that it was released theatrically in 1991, how high in the box office do you think it ranks among the movies released in 1991? We'll go with the top 50. Top 50? Uh, let's start with Colin. What is your guess? Top 50, I would say 24. 24. Boop, doop, boop, doop, That's a. That's why I said joke. it. Yeah. Uh, Drake, how about you? 15. Fifteen. Uh Bobo. I have a gimmick to uphold. Forty-two. <laughs> nice. Forty-two. Of course. Uh uh, let's see. Kitos. Twenty-eight. Lucky twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Uh for me, I'm gonna say lucky thirteen. That's right, Kitos. I see the <laughs> cut of your jib. <laughs> uh all right, Paul. Well and Paul, then in sh- chat here, yes, thank you. In chat we have uh let's see. Uh, Paladin guesses 27, Stanley guesses 12, and Dale guesses 10. So what was the final, uh, where did it actually place, Paul? According to the numbers.com, it came in at 19. 19? So doing the math, oh, I'm nice. not sure who won that. <laughs> I believe, uh, Drake is closer with 15 All right. than I am at 13. So good job, Drake. No, I was thinking of the 20, somebody guessed 20. Four? 24. Yeah, 24. I called him to guess 24, but he went over. This price is right rules. Oh, wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> News to me, too. Well, no, 20, uh, 15 to 20. Uh, where where was good. it? 19. It's fine. 19, yeah, it's that's good. five away. Congratulations. Yeah, versus four. 15 is four away. Four yeah, away. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I told you I wasn't good at math. Moving oh, on. Oh, my gosh. Moving on, indeed. Thank you for those factoids, Paul. And let's see if any of them factor into our memory mind melt or subsequent roundtable discussion, which we will get into once Alice's look at our target film. Alert! Alert! Approaching target. Spoilers incoming. Establishing analysis vector. Yeehaw! Ninja Cowboy! Real Turtles. Leonardo. Michelangelo. Donatello. Raphael. Yeah, all the good ones I didn't know. <laughs> Real problem. 
They're back in an awesome new movie. Didn't we see these guys on WrestleMania? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. The Secret of the Ooze. Rated PG. Now playing at a theater near you. Yes, playing at a theater near you, or was it? Maybe. Yeah, it probably was. I mean, that's what my memory is, that, is that came out in theaters. I've been to a theater so long, I forgot what they're like. But, uh, you know, I even though I may forget some things, let's see what we forgot and remembered about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze. <clears throat> the turtles are back after having work done on their jaws. April is back after having a lot of work done everywhere because she looks totally different. And Shredder is back. But after sharpening his helmet, he's perfectly fine. No limp or anything. <laughs> Donnie out of his suit helps the... Brothers for Life Turtles fight Foot Clan. Oh, oh, Kino. Uh, uh, Foot Clan stealing from an KBFAORUS. Wow. Uh, wax on, what? wax off. TGIF is making ooze that mutated the turtles, and Shredder <laughs> uses it to make babies, babies. That is not Bebop and not Rocksteady, who are two gnarly-looking mutant monsters with sharp fangs and super strength. Vanilla Ice reminds us he's alive. <laughs> Finally, a super overpowered mutant rare appears way stronger than he was in the first movie, but he still gets his butt kicked by the TMNT. Uh, a lot of that was accurate, but that last part was definitely... Deceptive, but based on those memories, as flawed as they were, what rain did they lead you to predict for this film before you rewatched it? Classic, nostalgic, or tragic? Let's start with Kitos this time. What was your prediction, Kitos? I definitely thought it was going to be a classic. Classic. How about uh, you, Paul? I predicted nostalgic. Nostalgic. Uh, Babo. I was nostalgic as well. Nostalgic as well. And Drake, how about you? Nostalgic. Nostalgic. Colin? Nostalgic. Nostalgic. Then, Chet, here we have a classic from Paladin, nostalgic from Ashley, a nostalgic from Dale. So it, it's certainly in that upper echelon, but more middle of the road, it sounds like. But it'll be interesting, it's interesting to see if those predictions actually came to fruition. But first, let's get into things we liked most about TMNT 2, Secret of the Ooze. So let's spin up our... Best three. All right. Uh, this time it's only going to be best two since there's six of us. So that's 12 likes. There you go. But let's begin with Colin. What's one thing you liked about Secret of the Ooze? Oh, man. One thing I liked about Secret of the Ooze, uh, I would say the humor just is mm -hmm. really good. It's really, it's like, it was almost my classic maker. Really? Uh, just, oh, wow. Yeah. Because I just love the the turtle personalities and everything too. It's just some of the mm -hmm. gags are like laugh out loud funny still, like okay. even even after so long, like when Mikey's doing the fake black, like the backflips, and he's like one, yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, oh, yeah, so good. yeah, and just and throughout there's a lot of like quick shots, a lot of quick gags, and um, a lot of a like too kind yeah, a lot of yeah. a lot of physical humor and everything too, and kind of uh -huh. Three Stooges vibe. But some of it's really sharp, and and there are some jokes that just like really resonated like lately. Like I would say, my favorite or one of my favorites is when Kino kind of gives uh, Raph some of the business when they're going to Gee, infiltrate. Maybe I should write this down. 
down. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> and then uh, Ralph goes, "I'm being punished, aren't mm-hmm. I?" Mm-hmm. You know, I thought that was really, really good. So, Absolutely, yes. Yeah, the banter, love the humor. Yeah, the banter, the, banter, the humor absolutely. is really good. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Drake next. Did, what was really good for you? Was it the banter as well or something else? Well, I did like the banter. Um, okay. Trying to remember something else. Uh, oh, okay. I like David Warner. <laughs> yes. Maybe. David Warner. Yes. yes. Who, but at the time of this recording, he just passed away, mm. uh, which is kind of sad that that yeah. happened. But uh, He was so, excellent. He actually. was. Yeah. You know what? Well, I, I, I'm not going to bogart this. I'll, I'll save my comment. Uh, but so, what did you like about David Warner, uh, Drake? Um, I mean, he's just—I don't know—he just does everything so well. I like the way he speaks and everything, and mm-hmm. I like him and everything he's in. He's just, yeah, absolutely. Not to rain uh, on your parade, but I'm going to have to disagree with you a little there. Yes, you know you don't like Time Bandits, Paul. I was about to say, everything that I saw David Warner <laughs> up to this point, whether it's Time Bandits or Tron, he was like the main villain or like a bad guy. So I kept waiting for him to like join Shredder and become Baxter Stockman. <laughs> and that he just that did not. Oh and, my gosh. And, and I, I think while he did a, a fine job, I, I wonder if somebody would have been better for the role. And maybe mm. somebody, especially back then, um, maybe someone with more comedic chops, like, uh, like, I don't know, Dan Aykroyd or somebody. I just, just, if, like, if you're going to have that role there, mm. let's spice it up with something better. I'm not saying David was a bad guy, but he should have been a bad guy because that's where mm. his lane is. Like, he's good at that. Okay. All right. He was, I, he was in Babylon I mean, I 5, too. He was in Babylon 5. He I was in Babylon. He was in, in like one episode of Babylon 5, oh, okay. and he wasn't a bad guy in that either. Yeah, he, he was the voice of Ra's al Ghul, too, in the animated series. Yeah, and the lobe of the uh, Freakazoid. And wasn't he, he also in Star Trek? Yes, twice. Okay. Whoa, <laughs> twice. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but uh, my little anecdote about David Warner is in this movie, whenever he said he takes a bite of pepperoni, he's in the troll area, and he says, pepperoni heaven it always just like <laughs> triggers a response of me wanting pepperoni pizza so badly and i don't know why <laughs> that's because you're pavlov's dog i guess i am exactly. dude they made pizza look so good in this movie <laughs> right okay like, yes. oh, oh my, my gosh and that intro it's like wow i'm hungry yes exactly uh babo what what about this movie made you hungry for more of it because it's so good <sighs> I've been kind of debating a few things uh, for my first point. I I guess it's because I had a few issues with this movie, but even through a lot of issues that I had, I wasn't as big a fan of the humor for the most part, except for that a little too Raph line. That's beautiful. Um, But still, it it still feels like a proper Turtles movie. And that's really, that's really what's most important to me. I think in the end is, just the fact that it's still feel it's still got the spirit of a Ninja Turtles movie and what it should be, unlike certain movies that we won't get into. But um the third one? <laughs> I'm not aware of any third one where they get a crystal skull or anything like that. I don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, something um, like that. Something like that I've never seen. But yeah, just again, like I said, the the fact that even if I don't think it's a perfect movie, even if I don't think it's as good as the first movie it still feels like a Turtles movie that I can go back to and, and have fun with. That makes Absolutely. sense. Yeah. 
Uh, Kitos, what did you, what would you go back and have fun with again if you watched this film? Uh, I would just rewatch all the splinter parts. Oh, oh really? wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. Really? I, I loved all of his quotes and his teachings and like all that stuff, right? Okay. I, yes. I, watching it now as an adult, I'm so surprised that stuff kind of resonates with me a lot more. Oh, Absolutely. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so. I remember the. A lot of the emotional beats of the first one. There was, I felt like there wasn't as much of that in this one, but the emotional beats in the first one definitely resonated with me much more as an adult than as a mm-hmm. as a, a young lad. Yeah. The first one um, was definitely a like a darker, more serious tone, though. Even mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. they yeah, really absolutely. lightened it up for the second one. I think yes, made it more kid friendly. I think. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to Paul next. What's something you really liked? Um. Like in everything that people have already mentioned, something that they haven't mentioned that I liked was the music, uh, especially the the music during the the fight, the Toys R Us fight or Toy Store fight. It has yeah. that and not not the opening one with. Well, that was fine, too. But you know what? That Goat Ninja Goat uh, Vanilla yeah, Ice song yeah. is catchy. Now, <laughs> it's not is. worth five minutes long of repetitiveness, <laughs> but... It it is it really that's probably like my favorite scene in the whole thing right it, there. It was catchy enough that my kids wanted me to play it in the car on a on There a, you go. <laughs> so, <laughs> raising them right. Well, yeah, that, that song is still a banger. And but it and it's worth the thirty seconds that he uh, wrote for it, but then they just repeated <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. It's very yeah. repetitive. Um I w- I'm curious, uh Kilos, and if this isn't your just like this, you can just say pass. But uh-huh. in the, so I re-listened to our first episode, which we covered uh, the first Change Moon Ninja Turtles uh, all the way back in episode 43. So uh, I know. podcast.com slash 43. You sound Kitos, like you regretted it. <laughs> no, no, not at all. But Kitos <laughs> didn't like the music. That was one of his dislikes. I'm curious, uh, Kitos, did, did it also stand out to you this time as something you lo- didn't like or wasn't as um, – it wasn't as much of a, a con for you this time. Yeah, no, it wasn't a con for me at all. Um, oh, weird. Okay, I, cool. I, I enjoyed it. So Totally. You're yeah. growing up. That's amazing. Awesome. Or wow. the music is better in this. <laughs> yeah. Or that. I guess that could be yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, cool the, the music felt more ninja, more, tur- sorry, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> oh, yeah. The first yeah, one, just... I remember not, not uh-huh. feeling that same way. Got it. Um, some of that wasn't that same way in the first one either that I really appreciate about this one. And this probably goes to like you were saying, Colin, that this was a lighter tone. It's just that th- there was the, the, the turtle brothers were just more unified. I feel like overall, yeah. there wasn't as much strife between them. So, I mean, Raphael did have his moment where he didn't want to go look for the lair and he wanted to go, uh, find where the shirt cool was. But overall they were much more together and working as a team, which I really appreciate a lot more. Um, yeah. Yeah, they, it I, seemed like they had each other's back. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. got along better. Yeah, yeah. even, even when they're picking on each. Yeah, yeah. Even when they were picking on each other, like I would notice that they would kind of rip on Mikey, and then all of a sudden Donnie would kind of be like, "Hey, it's okay, dude." You know, or he would like say something to him. You yes, know, exactly. Or there'd be some exactly. gesture. It's yeah. really cool. It was a sweet yeah. brotherly relationship. Absolutely, absolutely. Kind of off, off of, sort of spidering off of that. Did yeah. you notice in the very beginning when they enter the building, they actually wipe their feet before going? Yes. In? Yeah. Just, why do they do that? I don't know why that? that's that stuck out to me, but I was like, huh. No, I but did you're not right. notice they do. that. They do do yeah. that. Huh. Yeah. And then they jump so high. Oh, you noticed that they. <laughs> 
Oh, you mean, oh, no, no, no. I thought you meant, like, they also jump down, like, 10, 15, 20 feet in these costumes. It's incredible. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally. It's, it's amazing what they can, what they're able to do. Well, there's lots of padding in those feet, apparently. <laughs> also, turtles are known from falling from great heights and being totally fine. I mean, that's just part of being a turtle. You know, I love being a turtle. All right, guys. Well, let's get to the things we loved about these turtles, our classic makers for TMNT2, Seeker of the Ooze. Uh, let's start with, let's start with Paul this time. What did you love most? Um, going off what they said about the costumes, I, now, first of all, I'll go start off by saying I prefer the costumes of the first movie over this, just like the, the, the uh, look of it. Uh-huh. But yep. the costumes in this, uh, really make this movie for me. Not only like, are they more expressive around the eyes, but it seems like they have such an agility to them and it, because of that they're able to pull off these moves like i said like falling from uh like or even jumping down or even like even going down the stairs like it's hard to go down the stairs in a costume and they're just like running down it was amazing they're doing backflips in them too yeah Yeah. and and these costumes are so good that it it's an easy sell to turn my brain off and think okay they're supposed to belong in this world you know it's 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 what like Jim Henson does when you see the Muppets. You you know you're supposed to think, okay, yeah. these aren't real, but I'm gonna you know pretend like they do. And these costumes are so well made that it's easy to do for that. So, for me, there, I, I, there were so many less uh, like I guess shots where they had like a dead face on, where it's like it, it yeah, kind yeah. of throws you back a bit. This one didn't have that at all. Yeah, <laughs> they're more expressive. So strange to, because maybe it, I I wonder if it's more about how the. The um, cinematographer, I'm not sure if that that person changed or just how this was shot. Maybe it was just shot more brightly. They didn't feel yeah. as real looking to me. Yes, they could move better and articulate better. Right. The, the Even the lip movements were a lot more matched because yeah. I just watched the first one again recently with my kids. And yeah, you definitely could tell the, the, there's like out of sync issues with the, right. the lips and the voice. <laughs> but, but yeah, just overall, they didn't look as real to me. The, well, that's what I mean. I, like it's it's it. You can tell like it's not real, but they are so well crafted that it's easier to to excuse. But I'm yeah, saying they look me. better crafted it. in the first one to me. No, it is darker. Okay, that's, why it's <laughs> that's darker. just it. It's just <laughs> yeah. darker. Okay, all right, all right. So it's literally yeah. darker. Tur- turn down the gamma of this movie, and I'll be gold. Perfect. Okay. Can I? There's can I hop on that real quick? On... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes, go for it, Colin. No, just the yeah, it's genius. Like the Jen, Jim Henson uh, Studios, just magic. And yeah, the fact yeah, that it yeah. really, it really kind of it takes like three person, like three people to make a turtle. It's like the voice, mm-hmm. and then the animatronic puppeteer, and then the actor to make like to do all the moves and stuff. Yeah. So yes. that combination, there was times in the movie where I was just kind of swept up in it. Like this is a Ninja Turtle, you know what right. I mean? And you know, you kind of forget. Which yeah. is yeah. pretty cool, you know. Obviously, yes. it's 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 uh, old school, but man, yeah. it's really really cool. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, classic maker in chat, uh, Dale says, "Ma, ma, mama." I still laugh today when I see that scene with the wolf and the other turtle, token razor. I'm curious. Um, let's go to uh, Drake next. Did uh, token razor happen to make your classic maker, or was it something else you really loved? Hmm. I like, I mean, I guess I'm going to go with the humor, like the little two okay, graph okay. and the, 
wax on yes. wax off bit like because that was the only part i actually remembered from this oh really wow <laughs> i remember i mean i remember the intro i remember almost nothing i'm watching it i'm like i'm watching it i'm like did i actually even see this movie i don't remember <laughs> it <laughs> um but i'm pretty sure i did i just okay. don't there's not okay. much i remember <laughs> but the but, humor uh, still was in the most enjoyable thing you think yeah yeah awesome i'm with you man uh, you're with him about that. What else are you with anyone else? Uh, uh, what's your classic maker, Colin? Okay. <laughs> Y'all, okay. nice transition. This, <laughs> this title intro sequence, after 20 years, I, this thing popped up. I was like, okay, we're just going to watch TMNT 2. Uh-huh. When they came in and the title came in and stuff, yes. it gave me yeah. chills for real. Yes. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I was like, just that. Seriously, that the freeze frame and the guitar slide yes. and they come in and then just like, man. And then they start like, you know, just kind of going to town on the burglars. And and that was a total blast to watch. It was hilarious. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was just grinning from ear to ear that whole Aww, entire time, yeah. you know, just like, That's man. Awesome. Yeah, it was definitely nostalgic. I mean, not in the not in the kind of way that we talk about on this pod, but uh-huh. more just more in the way that's just like it really brings you back and still helps you feel like. I don't know. Brings you joy. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And it was really yes. fun. So awesome. that's my classic maker. That intro was great. Very cool. Uh, Bobo, introduce us to your classic maker, will you? As much as I'm being reminded of Toka's face when he says, "Oh, mama," it's just uh, that <laughs> is face. I forgot about that. But my fun. classic maker, my classic maker, comes down to two words. Go ninja, go ninja, go! Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's the rap. It's it's the Vanilla Ice song, man. So I mean, you love what... Splinter Sayings, also? Go ninja, go ninja, go! I made another I'd funny. Hear, I'd love to hear Splinter rap for one yes. thing, but <laughs> uh, but it's like no matter what, even if I go into that that scene or just that song on its own, and I'm thinking, man, Vanilla Ice sucked. What were we thinking? No, that song's awesome. It's catchy. Just, yeah, there's it no is. getting around it. It and is. I still get, I still got a little hyped up when that part of the movie came up, and it was just it was the foot starts tapping, and I'm like, oh, yeah, no, yeah. no, let's not like Vanilla Ice. Bouncing <laughs> in my chair. Yeah, <laughs> you can give in, Bobo. It's, it's cool. Yeah, give yeah, in to the so Ice Man. Anybody who remembers one thing about this movie, it's the Ninja Rap. Yeah, and definitely. And what's interesting is the rap from the first one's pretty good of itself. T M and of T U R T L E power, but this one's way catchier. Yep. Uh, yep. So, yeah. Well, it also um, didn't call Raph the leader. So that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And then it had like dance choreography, like the vanilla ice dance move. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. if you did the dance move when you were a kid, you got sent to your bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> you know this from personal experience, Colin? <laughs> uh, maybe. Uh, okay. Kitos, uh, what uh, moved you most about <laughs> TMNT2? Was your uh, I, yeah, I mean, I'm right along with everyone saying, go ninja, go ninja, go. <laughs> I mean, it's so good, but I, I, I will come up with another one. Okay. And that's, um, this one, okay, compared to the first Ninja Turtles, right? Yeah. This mm-hmm. movie had so many less pop culture references. Oh. And oh, yeah, that was I, just like in the first yeah, one. Yeah, that was yeah. a heavy dislike of my, my first one. And... <laughs> This time around, there's so much less that I would actually put that as a classic maker for this movie because <laughs> wow. you could actually enjoy it without having been part of those times. You're like, and, this is 
the pop culture. <laughs> no, Dude, there, no referencing some, uh, Jose Canseco classic. <laughs> <laughs> there's some really subtle stuff in there though too. Like yeah, apparently, yeah. apparently Mike or apparently Leo reads X Men comics, which is oh I didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah like those? when they're cleaning okay. up the apartment, there is an X Men comic and it's oh, Leonardo. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Stuff yeah. Like that. It, yeah, it's nice that it's subtle. If any, yes. if they are there, it's pretty subtle. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I really appreciate that. Well, very cool. One. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that so would be my, my classic maker. It's great. Fanta- fantastic. My classic maker is also some that's a little. We sort of dance around it at, at points, but I'm just gonna land on. I really like Kino Ernie Ernie Reyes yeah. Jr. and but especially his friendship with Raph. Like I think. Was it you, Colin, saying, or someone, one of you guys saying how um, there's this element of uh, 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 Raph's like, I'm being punished, aren't I? Because yeah, Kino's doing mean, all this yeah. stuff that he was doing in the first movie. <laughs> and oh, but, and oh, yeah, it was Baba. Thank you, Paul. Baba that said that. Yeah, I just thought that that stuff was. Uh, I love their relationship, how Raph was helping Kino do all the ninja stuff and get all the bells. and But not that Kino was a, a slouch or anything. He was, you know, he got to that that point on his own uh but i just thought that was great um though i didn't care for so much uh i didn't care so much for his though like i gotta help the guys and how it kind of turned out in his favor but then it let's not talk about the ending quite yet um (laughs) i thought i've always thought kino was cool man like yeah i was like dude kino's the coolest just like his his shoes and his outfits and the way that he did karate and like and the way that he ran from freaking the foot all the way across the brooklyn bridge oh right i was like this guy is a beast you know, it right? made me sad not like not to see like anything from him after this. Like, what yeah. happened? He was in Rush Hour too. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> but he you know what I the, mean. I he was one of the turtles in the suits in the first one, right? Right. He was Donnie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was Donnie. Uh, awesome guys. Well, I now it's time to get to the things we didn't like that weren't that so we, awesome. Oh, wait. God dang, you're right. I did forget something. Thank you, Bobo. Yeah. Glad you're here. Glad you're here to help me with these things that I forget. And that would be, you know, the, I, I, I'm i forgetting multiple things, it turns out. I was vamping, Paul. I was going to do it. I got it right here. Oops. Causing <laughs> <laughs> oh. chaos. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> that would be Geek Devotions. Geek Devotions is a collaboration of devoted geeks that are devoted to letting people know that they are loved. They produce a weekly geek culture infused devotional, their podcast ComTalk, and written articles all designed to encourage and challenge people in the geek community, bridging the gap between their faith and their geekdoms. They also recently released a part of their podcast uh, uh, feed is a new, po- a new sort of segment called... Uh, the Casual Gamer Society, where I believe uh, John Harju and David Clements, they're from other podcasts uh, in our sort of hemisphere of podcasts, uh, that uh, they talk about uh, just games that they appreciate and just different gaming topics. But you can check that all out at geeky, at geeking, no, at geekdevotions.com. Yeah, sorry, Francisco. I I tuned you out because I don't see what that has to do with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. Uh, they've 
I'm sure they've covered Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle uh, things. Yeah, I mean, yes, that's it. It's a secret, Paul. It's a secret. Great. (laughs) I'm so glad that you remembered that. That was worth telling. (laughs) No, no, geek devotions are great. Check them out. Yeah, I guess I don't have a great tie-in, Paul. So you, you got me. You got me there. But how about I get you with some awesome trivia? How about Please. That? Okay. As long as it's related to the movie, yeah, that's good. Did you all realize that 51st Day... Wait a second. No. Did you all realize that originally the studio wanted... I guess New Line, New Line Cinema wanted Bebop and Rocksteady from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1987 cartoon to appear in this film. Well, yeah. However, so did the whole world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. However, Kevin Eastman and Pierre Laird, who created TMNT, were not in favor of it, so Toka and Razor were created. My question to you guys is, what character from the cartoon, it could be a villain or a a protagonist, would you love to have seen in the 90s TMNT movies? So it could have, and and sort of in this style, essentially, of movie. What what, uh, character from the cartoon would you like? Okay, Colin, go for it. Casey Jones. No, he was in the first one. No, yeah, yeah, but it would have been great to see. And he's in the third one, but he's missing from this one. It'd be great to see him again. One Mm -hmm. that's not in any of these, so that you could see them in this cinema style. Why would you want to watch the third one? (sighs) Yeah, I forgot. I didn't. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. So, but 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 Casey Jones, you would have liked to have seen Casey Jones in this one, is what you're saying. That's fair. Yeah, that was part of my dislikes. But I mean, as far as (laughs) uh, how about Krang? Oh, yes. That would have been cool to see Krang for that sure. That would have been sick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how about you, Baba? Yeah, Krang would definitely be one. I'll, I'll also throw out Dingus Frog. Nice. Is that part of the four frogs that are yes. like corollaries Napoleon to the Napoleon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Frog, yeah, frog. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Uh, Drake, how about you? Usagi Yojimbo. Ah, you're that's stealing mine. mine. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. That's the rabbit, right? I'm not yeah. crazy. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's also not a, a a TMNT character. It's just a crossover. So. It's his own oh, thing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. I didn't realize that. Uh, and then, how about you, Kitos? Uh, so the the two you mentioned before, right? Those are off limits. Bebop and Roxy, you can yeah, have them, yeah. but I would say them. All right, sweet. Hundred percent them. Yeah. Though I love Paul's idea of Baxter Sockman and this being a scientist Mm -hmm. and like radioactivity. I feel like that would be perfect. Well, it's obvious it started out that way. This uh, this movie had a lot of trouble. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Interesting. Maybe I should figure out that trivia. But anyway, there's my trivia for TMNT two. Yeah, that's much better uh, on track, Francisco. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, you bet. Uh, so let's find out what you, our awesome rewinders, had about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. Oh, like what memories they had about it? Sure. Okay. Yeah, that would have been much better if I forget <laughs> words and just like, <laughs> just talk. Nathan James Norman says, go ninja, go ninja, go. And also David Warner, cry, cry. All right. I don't know why people are, I didn't even know David Warner was still alive. But anyway, <laughs> wow. Well, he seemed old in the 80s, and here yeah, it is like know, 40 years fair. later. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Matthew Crosby nin- says, Ninja, Ninja Rap. All right. Uh, Stanley Wright says, uh, Ice Pizza to Go. To Go? Sorry, I got distracted by the music. 
Not the best outing for the turtles. I find myself wondering if the Foot Clan has good health insurance. Tragic. Ooh. David Bopke, he says, I know. He's right here. Yeah, I was about to say, why why is, how did he get in here? (laughs) I know some guys on a podcast. Do you want to take this and say what you said? I don't remember what I said. Please go on. All right. (laughs) You said, I know some guys on a podcast who recorded a commentary track for this movie. Maybe someone should plug that right now. Oh, well, I mean, if you say so, yes. So me and Paul recorded a commentary track for Change Me Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze, which uh, you can become a patron at any level, uh, $1 and up, and you will have access to that commentary track. So you just put in your your DVD or your Blu-ray or your stream TMNT2 and then get on your phone or download our MP3 of the commentary. We help you sync it up and then you listen to our thoughts about the movie. It's not a riff tracks or MST3K. We're not that funny. It's more of like a fan talking fans just talking about the things they liked about the the movie. Kind of like what we're doing now. Kind of like what we're doing now. Yes, but uh, you you pay money for this version. Yes, you pay money. Exactly. And you can do that at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash support. Uh, then Patrick Edwards says, Ninja pizza? Pizza that vanishes quickly without trace. In other words, any pizza my son comes into contact with. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Adams posted a gif of Mikey saying, Combat cold cuts. Yes. Uh, Jacob B. Uh, Heron says, Pineapple pizza? And like sick emojis. How dare you? Uh, it's not my favorite of the Turtle films. That goes to the original, but Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze, I have fun nostalgic memories of and always enjoy rewatching. It's Is it a perfect film? By no means, but a wonderful, funny adventure to enjoy. Hashtag Ninja Rap. Drew Dodgen says, go Ninja, go Ninja, go! Uh, John Harju says, I'm looking at all the pineapple on pi- on that pizza and questioning the lack of trolls in here. No. What, what no. is he talking about? Why are you You're putting pi- comments that don't apply to the pod, especially an audio podcast? You Moving posted on. the picture of the Hawaiian pole. That's Moving not my fault. On. Wardell White says, Nin- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles meets the last electric night. I used to love to watch the early 80s series, Disney's sidekick starring Ernie Reyes Jr., yes. hot from Red Sonja and Buck Rogers. Star uh, Gil Jared Gerard. Um, it was a spinoff from an early TV movie, The Electric Night, when ABC hosted the Disney Sunday movie long before Disney owned ABC. It was fun. Well, it was fun watching little Ernie go kapow on some bad guys. So it was I was excited when I heard he would be in this turtle movie. I found this movie t- a bit more fun than the original. I still yeah. can't get over Razor and Toka referring to Shredder as muh. Ma, mama! <laughs> My goodness! If the, uh, uh, apparently, if you write three pages of dialogue, <laughs> Francisco will want to read it in the podcast to make it longer. Let's see. Uh, Dale goes on, uh, and so does Francisco Lettingham. It was fun to somewhat re- relive the magic that I once watched when I was younger. But here, he would be paired with new sidekicks. I missed seeing Judas Hogue as April but quickly fell in love with Paige Turco in the role. And, of course, Vanilla Ice. When four Ninja Turtles start whooping up on other mutant animals and a few feet, why not rap about it? And, of course, R.I.P. David Warner. Indeed. Benjamin T. Van uh, Dypen says, Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah! 
Nice job, Donnie. Thanks. <laughs> Adam Cooling says, I only Collins. saw... Collins. Callings. Yeah. What did I say? Coolings. I added an extra L. You're welcome, Adam. Only ever saw it once at the cinema, I think, but saw the first one more times because my little brother had it on VHS. In my memory, this one was super cool and edgy because it had two mutant villains villains that worked for Shredder and delved into, well, the secret of the ooze. I have no idea if it lives up to those vague memories, though. Andrew Simpson says Kevin Nash played Super Shredder, apparently. <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dustin Warford said my favorite of the OG trilogy, but to this day, super lame ending to the Super Shredder. Didn't even fight him. Sad face. And James Harlman says so disappointed after enjoying the first one so much. This and Highlander 2. <laughs> but thank you all for sharing your memories. Uh, but Dustin and, and James's and also Stanley's comments certainly as friends of the things we didn't like about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Seeker of the Ooze. So it's time for our... Worst three. Or worst two things in this case of the things we didn't like about this film. And I'm going to start us off. And that would be that like like uh uh dustin just said i had that super shredder that it, it was a i, I would love it's so cool seeing super shredder and that he just like essentially falls on his own sword he like is the is his own demise i had that i mean of all the times for leo to pull out his actual sharp katanas now would be that time. Not but only no. that, he survives a trash compactor, but a little bit of wood plank falls on him and he's dead? <laughs> Come on. Well, it's because he's more strong, so yeah, that doesn't make sense. Uh, yeah, I, to- I don't get it, Paul. Yeah, but... Super Shredder, he lost his mind. Like, I don't know what he was thinking. Yeah. Maybe, I... maybe the the secret is that he's weak to water. <laughs> so the water just softened him up. Or yeah. they inject it. He didn't. He didn't eat it. Like he got injected with it. If you inject yourself with the ooze, it makes you big and bulky, and then you die. Well, and you got to keep it changes your... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, oh, I was going to say. Gonna apparently, say... It... wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you go. You go. You go. Go ahead. So I can do it now too. <laughs> I was just going to say what? the ooze changes his outfit. I mean, it may apparently that makes that bigger too. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> it, it seeps into the metal of his shredderness. <laughs> yes. Okay. Now go. Please. Go for it. Yeah. I, I was going to say my theory was because he was played by a wrestler, he got injected with too many steroids and they all hit him and oh that just, gosh. you know, that makes blew sense. it out or something. You know, it didn't yeah. make sense, and and I'm sorry if I'm stepping on somebody's dislike, but it, I I this is the first time I noticed this. Huh. So they take the ooze and they kidnap the scientist so he can uh, like do something with it and then feed it to Toka and Razor, right? Yeah. Uh huh. And then at the when the turtles are fighting Toka and Razor, Shredder holds a full canister of the last ooze and says, "Like get them." I'm like. This canister never runs dry. It's, it's never-ending <laughs> ooze out of this one canister throughout the rest of the yeah. film. It's well, it's a Hanukkah ooze. Yeah, it just it just perpetually just well, refills. The, yeah, the fact that they 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 hold it up in the first place, like here it is. Yeah, <laughs> you know, oh, come and get it. I mean, speaking of that, what's up with when when the Foot Clan go and uh, maybe I'm stepping on someone's just like it's the Foot fine. Clan go ahead. Go to TGRI or TGIFs, whatever, uh, to get the ooze. 
And they get it. Why did they come back to fight the turtles? All they needed was the ooze leave. I I did not understand. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. and then they have to do silly football games with it. Great sequel, uh, though. Yep. Yeah. Well, that yeah, it was fun, but it just didn't plot make sense. wise. The only way that makes sense is you, if you can think like, oh, let's let's try stopping the turtles. Well, that's not working, so let's leave with the ooze. Otherwise, it just doesn't make sense why they appear. Mm-hmm. Like they had yeah. the yeah. ooze. Why? What? Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, they should have had the turtles get the ooze and they had to get it from them. Yeah, yes, that would have made but, more sense. So was, that was your dislike as well, Paul? No, that's my tragic maker. Is that oh, the, my gosh. Is that the Whoa. villains in this film are just incompetent. They can't do, <laughs> like, like we mentioned Shredder dying and we mentioned, like, the the foot. And, yes. and a lot of times during the fight scene, I know it's supposed to be a quote-unquote kids film, but it's really hard as an adult to look at the background and just see all the ninja, the foot clan and, and shredder just standing there and they're all moving and not fighting. And they're like, they, they can't do anything like worthy of a villain. That's actually good. Like, yes. or, or bad yeah. as it needs to be. Yeah. True to the cartoon though. Yes. <laughs> I suppose so. Yeah. And that's, yes. yeah, that's part of the tragedy is they tried to make it for kids. I wish that they had kept yeah. with the original, uh, the tone, darker. Yeah. Tone. Or at least made it. I mean, they, they complained that it, that it, this was violence. Uh, mm-hmm. Hello. There's more violence in the three stooges than in this. I mean, come I'm on. That, what? That's why they didn't use the weapons at the end. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Anyway. All right, that's fair. Uh, let's go to Ketos. What's something you didn't like about uh, Secret of the Ooze? Uh, so I think I think actually Colin um, uh, mentioned this before earlier, but yeah, this this one was uh, not as like um, as deep as I remember it being, or mm, even as the first one really. Um, it, it's just uh, it I, like it's a fun adventure. Don't get me wrong, but the first one. Or maybe it was you, Francisco. It was like mm. darker. The yes. first one's very dark and yes. kind of there's a lot more like character development, even for like Raph and stuff. Like uh-huh. each individual yeah. has like character development. This yes. one that didn't really occur. Like yeah. overall, they're a better team and whatnot, but mm-hmm. there's no individual like character arcs for each right. of them. If that makes it sense, it did. It did though. I mean, Donnie actually had that moment. Uh, where he was reflecting and he talked to Splinter and yeah. that was a that was a good a way to kind of talk you know speak to that kind of a vibe. But they yeah. never capitalized. They never sort of landed that plane. I felt like that was just like put up that, there and then that, nothing came from it. That's left over from a, a previous draft in which oh, they were going to do. They were going to actually <laughs> set up three, which goes and they were supposed to have Krang in the third. You know, Bebop and Rocksteady were going to be in this one. And the Krang yeah. and the aliens were supposed to be in the third one, but they changed yeah. all that. Yeah. Oh my well, gosh. overall, the, it, the movie had a lot of like, it, it still had character development. It had a lot of good stuff to it, right? Mm-hmm. I, it, when I put it up to a light against the first one, it's just not as deep. Yeah. 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 But absolutely. the kids, the kids that the audience, the target audience, they just want to see the turtles kicking butt you know no i want and deep so, emotional themes deep you know emotional. What? Like, <laughs> if they wanted that they should have just released an animated feature like you get three oh. episodes and and make that you know and and That's put that out idea, there actually, yeah. if you want to reach the kids but yeah yeah 
But as but long as you don't go Michael good. Bay with it, you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> but Amen. Colin, it sounds like there's a lot there. There was a lot that you really liked, but what's something you didn't like about this film? Yeah, this, so this kind of goes along with what Paul was talking about too, about the incompetent. <laughs> yeah, villains. Well, yeah. I mean, just dude. Okay, the Foot Clan—they look like a bunch of dweebs, dude. Um, yes. It's a pajama party. Yeah. They, <laughs> It's just like mostly like scrawny white dudes. Uh, how, there's, how can yeah. they pass that bell test? Right. Can any of them exactly. pass that bell test? That's what I have in my notes, man. There is no way that they pass the bell test. No way. Which was, yeah. that was one of my favorite moments with Raph, though. That was great. Yeah. That's a good scene. Yeah. But, but the way yeah. they, the, the payoff for that, I was like, dude. are you kidding me? Yeah, the Foot Clan sucks. And like, <laughs> like, dude, Kino is a total lock, dude. There's no way he's like, he he would wipe the floor with any of those guys. Exactly, so that's why I was exactly. like, yeah, you're in because yeah. everybody else here sucks. But, Forget the yeah. bell test, that, Kino. You're in. Yeah. I think that may have been the point of the bell test. It's like, look, none of you are good. So we're going to trade you type of thing. But the well, guy that, was talking like they all have to pass that test. It's like, yeah, no. but maybe Keith, uh, maybe Cool Deluxe is right, is that maybe they say that and then everybody yeah, fails that because yeah. they're not Bruce Lee. <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah. so it's like, Kobayashi Maru is what you're exactly. saying. Exactly. Yeah. Except yeah. Kino was was Kirk. Okay, I see. Yes, because <laughs> he had a little too raff with him. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. All right, that's fair. That's totally fair, Colin. Um, uh that drake was take. was the was the bad baddies also something you disliked or was there something else that's well yeah but i can add i thought i i thought there were parts of it where i thought it was a little bit slow and boring yeah <laughs> okay okay <laughs> i'm just like Do, does one part come to mind because i i don't really feel that but somewhere in the middle i was just like how much more of this movie have we got it, it yeah. just felt, uh even um, you know, even uh, Kid Tungsten said this that the second movie felt a lot longer than the first one. I think it's um, shorter though, isn't it? Maybe not. Yeah, he but he, it feels. He, he said it. Yeah, oh, sure. he said it seemed sure, a lot longer. Yeah, um, yeah. He liked it better than the first one overall, oh, okay. but but he thought it felt a lot longer, and so that Great. was. Yeah, could it have been the so the splinter parts? No, uh, maybe. maybe. And I was thinking, like when when they actually are in that junkyard or whatever that construction site where they face token razor and they go wait 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 we must do the traditional um intro that was like Don't two it's... minutes like come that on was get pretty long, yeah. So long. yeah yeah it's still funny though oh fine here's donuts <laughs> yeah. eat it yeah 30 seconds let's get into it not five <laughs> right. minutes later you're like right. why is he playing that watch box? yeah oh my i think it was before that part there was just some part and i was just yeah like, it, okay it's a little lagging in some parts but sure yeah uh babo what sort of was lax about this movie for you i had a few problems with this movie and and to kind of double back on on one of the points brought up earlier look i can understand the foot clan not being that great because it is the b squad right yeah that's fair i mean even if they don't have the enough for your has, vengeance yeah, even if you got to put the, they can't pass the bell test. You got to put somebody on the field, right? Somebody's got to play. Mm. Uh, I can ex- give Toka and Razor kind of a pass because I mean they're infants. Okay, right. they're babies. They're stupid infants. So I mean, Shredder's doing what he can with what he's got. But man, I would have liked to have seen a lot more from Super Shredder, even if he still yes. kind of dies stupidly in the end. Yeah. I'm part of me that's a wrestling fan. 
was kind of wondering oh, if Kevin Nash just mm. didn't want to take any more bumps or if he just wasn't getting paid enough. He's like, look, oh, I'll take is Kevin one. Nash a wrestler? Is yeah. that? Oh, okay. I didn't know what that, why Andrew brought that up. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I, I, I was wondering, like, was he paid enough to just take like one forward slow bump? <laughs> but I'm not going you back for, for anything. Or yeah, like, you know, hey, I, you want to, you want me to bump? That's another man. Come on. You know, like, I don't know part of it or what, but, um, I mean, the cash was Vinny Vegas and WCW. I think, so he probably just did the money when he took the job. So. But whatever. Uh, I mean, okay. like I said, Super Shredder and Against the Turtles could have been so much more. And even if you wanted to make the third movie, like, okay, Super Shredder supposedly dies, and then in the third movie he comes back like Jason Voorhees or something. Like he just never gets killed off. <laughs> and then the third movie's a I think a lot of people would be something. happy with that. Yeah. yeah, I don't know where you go from there, but you know, it's something. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They they made End the Shredder point. fight. That's what I will say about the the first movie too. I I really like the first movie, but but the ending with Shredder, it really felt like that they were really outmatched. Good. Yeah. You know. Yes. And so yes, now yes, that he's yes. Super Shredder, I actually like I haven't seen this in seriously like twenty years. So I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited for the Super Shredder, and yeah. then yeah, he just falls under a pier. It's like okay, guys. Yeah. You know. But apparently splinters were his weakness. Ooh. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Did you just come up with that, Paul, or did you hear yeah. that somewhere else? No, just. Wow, that's impressive. I'm going to just give it up. That's that's. <laughs> Wow. Good night, everybody. Yeah. The show's not getting show better from here, at least for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, but, Paul. Yeah. I know you gave us your tragic maker. Yeah. Why don't you give us something that you just generally disliked about um, TMNT 2? From the beginning fight, some of the sound effects were a little bit of the Hanna-Barbera cartoon boink-zoink yeah, things. Yeah, and yeah. I brought this up before. If you're going to use that, it just conveys that it's not to be taken seriously. And if yeah. I'm not going to take this film seriously, then it's it's going to go down a notch. Mm-hmm. Like so. Did, speaking to what I think one of you said, do you feel like that bothered you as a kid? All those sounds at all? Or I didn't notice. This is okay. an yeah, adult watch. That's what I figured, but I was just curious. If yeah. Maybe they would. And plus, you know, now I watch it as an adult with headphones so I can get that full sound in my ears. And uh-huh. I really hear when it's great, it's great. And when it's bad, it's like, oh, cringeworthy. Gotcha. So my kids didn't mention anything about that when we watched it. Uh, yeah. Did Kid noticed. Tungsten mention anything about the sounds being bothersome or annoying? I remember laughing at one of them, actually. Oh, all right. <laughs> I don't remember which yeah. one it was, but I remember laughing. So yeah, I think I think we thought it was funny. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, awesome. that's what that's kind of how I felt about the sound and everything too. It it didn't bother me at all because I think I just kind of went into this film like with no expectations and just yeah. to watch it and be like kind of revisit it, you know, mm-hmm. and be like, okay, mm-hmm. this was for kids and I enjoyed it. When I was a kid, so so maybe awesome. one of the things that hurts this film is the first one because people compare it. Yeah, mm. I could see mm-hmm. that. Yes, yes, yes. Should have yes. made the first one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> should have made it. Why did they do that? Dumb. Uh, I still let's... think the third one would have sucked if it was the only one. <laughs> well, I mean, if I'm sure we would all collectively say the third one is a tragic maker, but let's mm. get to the tragic makers for this film. But it makes this film look better. Yes. Okay. True. So Paul gave us his already, the, the dumb bad guys. Uh, Kijos, what was your tragic maker for 
Uh, Secret of the Ooze. Uh, my tragic maker had to be that Bebop and Rocksteady were not in Oh my there. gosh! Yeah. Okay. I, I, could... I, I played the video games, I watched yeah. the cartoons. Yeah. Like, you were invested. Was... Where's the payoff? Okay, exactly. as a kid watching this movie, I was expecting them to yes. be in it, right? Yes. Yes. And yes. when they yes. weren't, I was so disappointed. Watching it again, I felt the same disappointment. <laughs> oh, wow. Again. And I was like, no. Oh, I can't believe they ruined it. Some I actually had that same reaction because I completely forgot. Yeah. Oh, I thought, oh really? great, they're gonna be in it, and then they weren't in it. Oh. I was like, so, so I literally got that same thing because I completely forgot. Wow. Yeah, Did- exactly. It was is pain. It was pain. It was just as painful again. Yeah. Oh, no. Did, uh, out of curiosity, did you see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out of the shadows? Out of what's that? That's the second Michael Bay movie. No, I haven't seen any of the Michael Bay ones. Okay. I, I haven't seen anything after two. Okay. Oh, you haven't seen the third no. one? Uh, I Jake? haven't even okay. seen that one. Don't, I will, don't. though, because I do have it, because I got the disc with three of them. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> I, I saw, see that one. I saw the third one when I was a kid in the theater, and I mm-hmm. walked out being like, what the heck is this stuff? Exactly. Like, what exactly. are we doing here? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Who invited well, Chuck E. Cheese to make the people? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, okay, Kizo, so yeah, the yeah. the um <sighs> Yeah, not having Rocksteady in. Yeah, not having Rocksteady Rock and Bebop. And yeah. Drake, was that also yours? Because you hear that they weren't there too, or is there something well, else? Well, was your tragic that wasn't I was gonna use my tragic maker as sort of a not really the fault of the movie, but in memory of Jim Henson and right at the beginning. Uh-huh. Was, I, I hate mean, that, that he was, died. Jeez, yeah, exactly. what going to I mean, that was that was kind of a tragedy to me at the time. Yeah, when he did die, I mean, I remember that. I was really mm-hmm. sad. Mm-hmm. So okay, all yeah. right, that's that's fair. Yeah, Francisco. Jeez. Uh, yeah, why yeah. did you, Francisco? Why did you kill Jim Henson? God, yeah. Yeah. why do you hate dead people like David <laughs> Warner? <laughs> oh wait, that's me. Sorry. <laughs> You thought he was already dead. Uh, yeah. Let's go to Colin next. What was your tragic maker for this film? Man, y'all are going to kill me on this. No. You're going to kill me on this. Oh, I'm going to kill you, you like I killed Jim Henson. Not oh, as no. good as the third movie. <laughs> uh, I didn't do it. Okay. So the movie was kind of clipping along at a good pace. And it's yeah. actually, man, it was pretty darn good actually mm-hmm. and then it kind of comes to a screeching halt when they go to the vanilla ice concert where's the eject button <laughs> y'all <laughs> i even remember kind of even as a kid too that same feeling like okay this has got to be over and because yeah they were doing all the awesome kung fu fighting and everything like that uh-huh. and just and and then they started doing the coordinated dancing in the middle. Of yeah, the- I yeah. didn't get why they're dancing. I'm that like, didn't make sense to me. Why not? They were dancing before. Ninjutsu. But they already had everything prepared. And, you know, it's just it that was a little even far fetched for for this kind of a movie, even for me as a kid and everything. So I was like, come on, y'all. Like Vanilla Ice is cool, but you don't have this prepared. Like we have stuff to take care of. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so right. that, I can see that. that. Kind of I can see that. Sorry, Colin. Yeah. Colin, I like you, but <laughs> <laughs> the vanilla. Yeah, I know. I know. The ninja you... rap is is still awesome. But yeah, yeah. Just just wait, 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 wait. I'm getting mixed signals here. No, the song itself song is great, itself, but song that itself sequence. Is dope. 
is sort of like just a let's do some co- now for something completely different. Yeah, it needed to ramp up and into an epic fight with Super Shredder, Super Shredder and then yes. that would have been sick. But yeah, instead it was like let's get on stage and wave when we were supposed to, when when Splinter told us explicitly don't be seen. Right, and then hey everybody, you know. And then Splinter's like, idiots, you know? Yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, anyway, they're kids. They're teens, you know? Yeah. Related to that scene, though, I didn't understand. Kino's like, I gotta help the guys. And he goes, and he kicks the ooze out of Shredder's hand. Like, oh, okay, I guess it was a good idea that you went and was there. But then he's... What happened? I forget what happened. Then he chickens out and is like, yeah, I shouldn't get involved. A rat told me that. You yeah, know, I don't, basically. but I don't know why, because it seemed yeah. like he was, was doing good, and then he's like, uh, never mind. It would have made sense <laughs> if, like, Shredder, see, this is what would have been better. Oh, he no. goes to kick, yeah, Francis' fabulous fan fiction is fabulous. Right. <laughs> to make that whole <laughs> sequence fabulous. with him, yeah. with with Splinter training Kino, pay off better, and Kino to learn his lesson, is he goes up, he runs all 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 gung-ho, and does his, like, spinning kick that works on everyone else, but then Shredder just, like, like a like a boss, just, like a boss, because he is the boss, uh, just grabs his foot and, like, slams him down and, like, Sends him ha- into a coma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, as you do. As Some the for the kids. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, kids. Learn this lesson good Don't kids. Don't kick strangers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have that sign in their lair that says, recycle, dudes. And yeah. then also it's oh like, gosh. you're going to get put in a coma by the bad guys. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that would have, not the coma part, but I think that would have worked better. And then then he was maybe a hostage for Shredder and then they had to get him away. I I feel like that would have worked better. It's more been more complicated, but what they did just seemed contrived. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, it's very contrived. Well, so yes. I'll agree with you on that, Colin. If- okay. Oh, yeah, what if yeah, the, the ooze landed on somebody or it broke? Oh, that would have been interesting. What if, I think the, you what if the ooze landed on Vanilla Ice, you know? Whoa. Oh, let's not go there. He would become Iceman. No, he becomes yeah. Jack Frost. Jack Frost. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Anyway, let's good. go to... Uh, We'll go to Babo next. What is your tragic maker? And then I'll close. You know, if it's Vanilla Ice, he probably would have turned into Mr. Freeze from Batman and Robin. Oh, there that's go. good, too. Freeze. That's good, too. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, the not Bebop, not Rocksteady thing bugged me a lot. But th- this, the more I think about it, the more this bothers me. Look, I get that this is a fantasy situation here. We have a mutant oh. rat. We have gigantic turtles who know ninjutsu. And yet the most unbelievable part of the movie to me mm-hmm. is after these turtles crash through a wall and we got these big mutant guys brawling in the back of the building, Vanilla Ice hears a beat start. And he's like, yeah, Let's yeah, I'm feeling a beat here. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to get a rap started. No, you're not. I'm going to freestyle no, this song. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, you're, you are running for your life, sir. You are fleeing. You are calling the police. You're not thinking, yeah, I'm going to start rapping. And all these people who are in danger right now are going to hang out and go, yeah, ice. But, that's awesome. But, Bobo, you don't understand. He was listening to a Van Halen song just the night before and wanted to, need to, you know, need to rip a new, a new section out. And so that's how. Is this thing on? Yeah, unfortunately. Oh my god! 
<laughs> for those that don't, wasn't it Van Halen, Van Halen that he he took the segment for his popular like? Queen. Uh, oh, Queen. Queen It's Queen. Thank Queen. you. That's Queen. All right, my bad. My bad. Yeah. Okay, so my joke on, didn't deserve to land. All right, I will take All full right. responsibility. Another end emoji for you. Yeah, whatever. I'm not end emoting that out. That's staying press. That stays in the pot. Also, oh, so we're not sorry. That was Queen slash. Um, uh, Freddie Mercury, David Bowie, David Bowie, um, thank you, David Bowie, yeah, Elton John. Anyway, uh, so, no, David Bowie, the Goblin okay, so, King. Yeah, it does not yes. make sense, Bobo. Why? How he could just like spur of the moment go? I mean, maybe there are some people that are are talented enough to do that. I, oh, I don't. I don't think the, talent has anything to do with it. It's just a <laughs> no, clearly a, not. A, it's it's an, a total oblivious to the rest of the world of what's really going on. All right, fine guys. Well, I don't know that's... about you guys, but when they about the whole police thing, right? <laughs> when they're no, like, call the that's police, what we do best. Right? And oh, then, yeah, then no, the they like, like it. They like okay, it. Gonna... <laughs> yeah, that part I was like, what? Oh, oh, with the manager of the club yeah. or whatever. Yeah, he's oh, like, okay. they like it. What are you doing, calling the police? How dare you? It's like, you <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, well, I, really I like that, funny. dude. The assistant actually, I saw in the end credits, the assistant is actually Mikey's puppeteer, and he's oh, really? like, and he's like the oh. lead puppeteer guy. Nice, oh, cool. Yeah, the oh, guy with the little that. ponytail. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. cool. I mean, oh, from the credits, so love yeah. those cameos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's neat. Yeah. But what I loved least about this film, my tragic maker, it was. And we, we've talked about some of it before, but I really dislike that. Um, forget, I forget, and I'm going to get these people's names wrong, but April from the first one was recast. I really appreciate the first actress. Uh, mm-hmm. what, it was in Dale's comment. Uh, uh, her Hogue. name. Yeah. Judith Hogue. Yes. Judith Hogue. I don't like that Casey Jones wasn't in this one. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. And I really don't like being a Donatello fan, Team Donnie. I really don't like that Corey Feltman. Didn't repre- reprise his role mm-hmm. in this one for yeah, the Corey. Or, Sorry, or... you're in rehab trying to better yourself. <laughs> should have gotten Corey Hain. Yeah. Oh no, what I... they should have just done was gotten the voice from the cartoon. Just get that guy to do the voice of this one. I think that would be great. You know what I was thinking, Francisco, about I'm hmm. about a quarter of the way in is that Corey Feldman, because he did the first and the third, he should re-record the the <gasps> lines for the second. Yeah, and then like put that over. But then by the middle of the film, I was actually enjoying the voice performance I, of Donnie. He had a definitely. lot of range, and I I thought he did it in some ways a much better job than Corey. And, but Corey is yes. so iconic that yeah, exactly. Yeah. I will say that um, that the actor I'm gonna I'm trying to pull him up here who did do Donnie does sound more like how I would have expected Donnie to sound like yes. more of sort of this nerdy quality to his yeah. voice. Can I, can I push back a little bit? Oh, yes. Sure, sure. So uh, I loved Donnie's voice. That's actually what made Donnie my favorite in the movie was the, oh, okay. was the way that he carried himself. He was almost like the leader of the team in a way. He was and, the smartest. He was yeah. the one that was kind of asking the questions and he wasn't like a nerd. You know, I yeah. love, I love nerdy Donnie, but they actually like there are parts where he's in the apartment. He's like putting on cologne or something like that, you know, and but then he's still like playing with gadgets and he's and he's trying to figure out all everything like that. So anyway, I yes. really I thought the voice performance and everything was really good. So. Yeah. All right. All right. Great. And Francisco. The, 
I, I'm not quite sure if this is right, but it looks like Leif Tilden played Donatello, but I can't, I don't know if that was like in the, the suit or the voice or animatronic or this. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He also played foot number three for those that are curious. Hmm. Then um, he was hey, probably in the suit. If you're going to re-record voices, you should get the original OG cartoon voices to redub the whole movie. Yes, do that. Get all the iterations together and do the movies. Yeah. Rob Paulson, get on it. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Is that, did I say it right? Donnie. Yes. It's wrong. Yes. Dang it, it's, I was going yes. for it to be wrong. Darn it. So I usually <laughs> said Ron Paulson, right? You got yeah. it wrong, right? right. Dang wrong. it. Wrong. Yeah, you got it wrong, wrong. <laughs> We're I love now, all the voice now, acting right? in, the, uh, in the Nick show. Have you seen the Nick Yes, Williams that's show? good too. Yeah. That's a great, great show. You can get awesome. Sean Astin, Ron mm-hmm. Paulson. Uh, yep. Isn't <laughs> Seth Green? Is Seth Green Leo? He is in the later seasons, I think. They recast him. That's right. Uh, yeah. The original Leo voice. And then I forget who is Mikey, but anyway. Mikey's great. That's neither here nor there. Now that we've entered all our trajectories into the firing computer, Alice, you have a firing solution for us. Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. There it is. The salvo mark. authority right there. You got it? Get your salvo <sighs> authority, folks. <laughs> No idea what that Salvo is. Salvo at the ready. She says, that's not what Salvo she said. at the ready. Do you want me to play it again? It's no, Salvo at that's the ready. what the rewind button's for, for the listeners, if oh, they want to hear it again. My. They don't want to hear it one. again. Yeah, moving on. Do we rate, for the moment of truth, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to the Secret of the Ooze, a classic we'd recommend anyone go and see this movie, whether or not you've seen it before, a nostalgic, it's worth your time to revisit if you enjoyed it as a kid, you're a young adult, um... It's worth your time to revisit. But if you've never seen it before, pass, go to something else. Or is it a tragic? We'd recommend no one go see this film, whether or not you've seen it before. And if you've seen it before, don't sully those memories with a rewatch. So let's start with uh, Colin. You had predicted nostalgic. What was your final reign for TMNT2, Secret of the Ooze? Yeah. So as I was watching the movie, uh, I was just kind of like, kind of enamored by it you know mm. again the puppeteers mm-hmm. the humor the kung fu like all, all that kind of stuff and the, just the the nostalgic good nostalgic vibe yeah and i was like this is actually really w- like well made and huh? i was like is this a classic <laughs> was, you know i was like is this a classic because i was really enjoying it and yeah um but then the ice man came in oh. i was like <laughs> you're so close movie yeah the last 15 minutes it just fell off the rails and i'm like yeah, yeah. no we, we can't so i'm gonna stick to uh nostalgic on that one. nostalgic all right yeah. totally, totally get that drake how about you you also uh predicted nostalgic um this one end? yeah nostalgic nostalgic yeah no ifs ands or buts about it yep. uh babo how about you also predicting nostalgic yeah, I you know watching this again, there's there's so many questions that I had throughout the movie. Like when Don kisses the mop, I'm like, he just kissed a mop. Yeah. Ben Quinn, oh yeah, and mop. it's not a clean and one. It's, yeah, <laughs> there's there's no comedy that? there. It's just like okay, he's hey, pretending. Hey, hey, keep your anti mops comments to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm mops very pro mops. mops too. Hey, he's with that you know, mop says he was eight years old. Yeah. Yeah. Some people have dirty minds, okay? <laughs> Other people have dirty mops. It's, yeah. 
something. And some people have anyway. dirty ooze canisters, like Splinter. Like he kept that ooze canister for how long, and it no parts of it broke off. Where was he keeping that? What about when they moved in his robe pocket? I don't want to know all this stuff. How does Donnie type on the keyboard with big fingers like he's got? He's got to be hitting four keys at a time. There's he, all this he stuff. He hunts and pecks. I just yeah. didn't understand. I mean, even so, he's still hitting four or five buttons a time. He's got to be. Well, all right. okay. I said the costumes help turn your brain off, but not enough. <laughs> not nearly Wait, enough. Don't they know how to so, use chopsticks? Maybe use chopsticks. Oh, good point. Good point. But he didn't. He didn't have any chop. Well, anyway. <laughs> but despite all of the issues like that, all the nitpicks, it's still fun. And I think as a kid, I definitely appreciated a lot of things more then than I do now. And I, I sure, yeah. I don't want to consider that, but even as an adult, I would say it's still nostalgic. It's it's still relatively fun to go back and enjoy. So, yeah, I, I can't say it's a classic at all, but it's it's definitely not tragic. All right, so then nostalgic then? Yes. Okay, awesome. Uh, let's go to Kitos next. So you were the sole person to have predicted classic. Did it end up being classic? Yeah, so this one was hard. As I was watching it, I was going back and forth and whether it was a classic or nostalgic. Um, and honestly, in the end, thinking about it, if if someone was to say, ask me, I've never seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at all, right? Should mm-hmm. I watch this movie? I would tell them, no, go watch the first one, yeah. then come watch this one. So to uh, me, honestly, watch it? eventually watch it. <clears throat> and I would I would say this is a classic, and it will become more of a classic the more Vanilla Ice fades from like, <laughs> you know, pop culture existence and reference. So the point where you can just appreciate the song. <laughs> uh, okay. So, <laughs> but hey, overall, again, I, I agree with yeah, Colin. The the movie is just so good in so many ways, and I was smiling the entire time I watched it. Aww. So I I have I have to say it's a classic classic okay yeah awesome. that's awesome dude i i mean i totally hear you and let me be clear vanilla ice i'm team vanilla ice i don't mind it <laughs> but hey <laughs> just that part is where it kind of like all right like yeah. this is getting to be a bit much y'all yeah so totally. yeah, yeah. Awesome. For, for me just overall i i'm gonna rate it a classic nice classic. sweet all right paul how about you when watching this movie i the nostalgic feelings were crushing so hard i i was enjoying the silliness and everything but i certainly would not recommend it to people who've never seen it but if you have enjoyed it i would recommend it so i'm in the nostalgic lane nostalgic as well and uh i'm just gonna come right out nostalgic for me too i definitely think it's worth your time to revisit it if you enjoyed it as a kid or young adult um, it's it's by no means will be a waste of your your time to rewatch it, except unless like uh, Drake, you had remembered it having Rockstar Bebop, or we're looking forward <laughs> to that, and then it wasn't. Then I could see that being a frustration. But on the whole, I, and I, as the years have gone by, I've appreciated Toka and Razor. I even love that they're in the Shredder's Revenge game. Yeah, I think that's mm. excellent. So I I think they've found a fan base. I'll say. But the movie, of its own accord, definitely nostalgic for me. So we're pretty much predictions lined up completely to the final reigns, which for uh, the Retro Rion podcast, we rate Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze 
a slightly disputed nostalgic film. We'd recommend anyone go and see it. We, no, we'd recommend only people who have seen it before to watch it again. But if you've never seen it before, don't uh, take the time to watch it. But now it's time to get back to our own time. Good old 20XX. Online. Receiving incoming transmission. 20XX? <laughs> I was like, whoa, is that happening? Oh my gosh, it's a first. <laughs> Francisco. Oh, yes. Can I ask you, uh, just real quick. So you said you watched it with your kids? Yeah. For the yeah. first time? Mm-hmm. So what was their reaction to it? Since it's uh, like from 1990 and were they yeah, into it? or they seem to... With them, they never want to watch movies from when I was a kid. But after we, they're always like, no. Nah, nah. But after we actually start watching it, they, my daughter will usually always get into it. My son has. So is that after you hog tie them and, and <laughs> exactly, tape them? Yeah, okay. yeah exactly. Paul. Um, they, they can't go anywhere. Uh, my son will, I feel like it's, it's harder for him. He likes it, but he can only absorb so much of a movie. And this happens with most movies. So he'll have to stop halfway through. So yeah. we did that. Then we came back to the, the next night, and he he enjoyed how it finished, and they 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 enjoyed it. Um, cool. Oh, so, so they're it holds like up you. for kids. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd say yeah, definitely worth watching with your kids. Yeah, and they're they're uh, ten and seven. So that if that helps with uh, uh, narrow cool. it down for you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where were we? Oh yeah, we're back. Uh, Colin it's good was to be ask, back. Is asking if he could ask you a question. That's where we were. Thank you, Paul. He asked the question. <laughs> All right. Vanilla we're seeing now That's where we're at. to say it feels good to be back, <laughs> but we wouldn't have been able to tra- travel back to 1991 to begin with if it weren't for our amazing reflex capacitors, namely Jared Holzhauer, Deborah Powers, Brian Keane, Patrick Hicks, Chris Cowan, Geek Devotions, The Untold Podcast, James Casson, Drew of the Cellcast, Ashley Cronenberg, Pastor Deucin, Kenneth Inn, Redeemed Otaku, That's Our Baba. Oh, he's right here. Hey, Josh Ams, D. Tungsten. Oh, he's here too. Woohoo! Andy Lewis, Jeff, The Dapper Man Reviews, Tony from the Retro Days, Mr. Loss, Gerald Hafner, Rosie, in addition to seven other awesome patrons as well, some of whom might also be right here. Thank you all so much for keeping the Gigawatts coming. And if you want to help us keep flying for as low as $1 a month or get bonus content for your generosity, like maybe a TMNT2 commentary track, head over to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash support to start. This stream sponsored by PaulJPowers.com. All right. And while we're thanking people, we also want to give a big ninja hug to our guests for supporting us with their thoughts on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. We'll go alphabetically. So that means Bobo goes first. So, Bobo, how can people find you online? Is there anything cool you got going on? Uh, don't and no. Yeah, Excellent. I'm there. so glad we could be here. I'm at that sour Bobo on Twitter. I don't tweet anything. Uh, I'm on Facebook. I don't do anything there either. You don't and, face uh, your book there? <laughs> not really. Not really. I keep my face in. And uh, I, I am sort of a guest booker on a podcast called Couch Pilots uh, coming up soon. I'll be doing like 10 oh, episodes. Cool. Uh, so, Like I said, guest booking, I don't know that I'm actually doing anything beyond that really, but um, not family friendly. So nobody here mm. will listen to it, but there you go. You like <laughs> If, if right. you like unfamily-friendly streams about TV shows that had a pilot and never went anywhere, 
Oh, really? There you go. Okay. All right. Yeah. So oh, cool. stay away from Bobo, folks. All right. Thank wow. you. Thank you for coming by. All right. Next is uh, we'll go to Colin Schlicht. Thank you so much for joining us. And where can people find you online? Or is there anything cool you got going on? I mean, Colin, you always have cool stuff going on. So what's up? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah, you can find me uh, at artbycolin.com. That's my website. Full portfolio. Lots of uh, pop culture, design, illustration stuff on there. Um, you can buy prints and stickers and pins and posters and all that jazz at artbycolin.bigcartel.com. That's Colin with two L's. Uh, you can collab with me on a project at artbycolin.com slash connect. Follow me on Instagram at artbycolin. And then I've got um, a couple gallery 1988 shows. It's a great gallery out of California, LA. Yes. And um, there's a show coming up called Idiot Box, and it's basically like an homage to golden age of TV. So it's like 2000s. And I'm doing portraits of Daredevil uh, for that oh, one. Oh, nice. cool. And I'm stoked on those. And then... Uh, the Crazy for Cult show that's coming up that's honoring classic and cult classic films. Uh, I'm doing a movie poster for the Batman. And then um, nice. I've got uh, artwork with uh, metal band August Burns Red. They're my mm. favorite band. Oh, yeah. And uh, so I'm doing official artwork with them. That's and, amazing. And that's so which cool. is really sweet. And dude, let's see. Portrait of X is an ongoing X Men series, Deluxe yes. Night Batman. So I'm always working on stuff. So yeah, I knew you always uh, got cool things going on. You, I'm <laughs> curious. Do you? Ha I feel like you have some TMNT illustrations. Am I rem misremembering that? Or no, I've got a I've got a couple. Um, okay, but I'd like that. to I'd like to make a bigger, more elaborate one later mm. on down the road, possibly for Gallery 1988. But we'll see. Fantastic. We'll get there. Awesome. Nice. Very cool. All right. And next on the alphabetical list is drake tugson thank you so much for joining us where can people find you online is there anything cool you got going on um i have a website with it's kind of a funny name <laughs> assend.net okay um, you can go awesome. there if you want to see i got a blog there nice um and i've been posting the um Episodes of DS9 hasn't been going through them, but I haven't gone through them in a while, so there isn't anything super new there. But what life I will gets get in the way? It. Yeah, it does. <laughs> no, so this is a good time for folks to catch up on that. Oh, yes. good point. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, cool. Yeah. Thank you, Drake. And uh, cool deluxe. Where can people find you online? Or is there anything cool you got going on? Uh, not this time around. Nothing cool, but maybe next time. Um. But people can find me at my Twitter. It's at Cool Deluxe, Q-O-O-L-D-E-L-U-X-X. Um, and that's about it. Very Pretty light cool. on social media. Okay. <laughs> what? Oh, my gosh. Awesome. Uh, thank you uh, so much, uh, Bobo, Colin, Drake, Kitos, and, of course, Paul, uh, yeah. for being on the show. Thank yep. you uh, so much to, uh, Paul, like I said, Paul and all you rewinders, new or old, for another fun voyage. You're welcome. And you can find me, pauljpowers.com, at pauljpowers.com. Ah, I should have guessed that. Yes. Um, and you can find me on our Discord for show announcements or just to say hi. Join us there at retrorewindpodcast.com slash Discord. This podcast is a proud member of Culture Box, a curated collection of podcasts, videos, and articles that will provide you a balanced meal of content. 
you will find culture celebrated for its past and future, satirized for its extremes, explored in study, and created anew in story. Point your web browser to culturebox.media. And as the disembodied voice just said, we are now part of Culture Box Media, the network there. You can find all the shows unpacking truth through story, comedy, and geekery at culturebox.media. And with that, Captain, we are on final approach to a new base under the ground of the sewer with the abandoned train. <laughs> yeah, abandoned train. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Sweet looking, by the way. Yeah, oh, uh, that was amazing. <laughs> Totally. Um, though it looked like there was light coming in from the stained glass at the top, and I didn't understand because they're in subterranean. So, yeah, it's electric looking. light. What? What? I heard two things. One was sweet. The other one was electric. All right. Sweet thank electric. You, XO, you sweet XO. Oh, you're and welcome. Thank you all for listening. We pray you are more joyful today than when you first hit play. But like a Pokemon, we gotta catch you all for the next episode of fifty. Not 50 First Dates. The Wedding Singer. Oh. Our next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Retro Rewind Mission Complete. Proceed to Nap Point Omega and return to base. And remember, go ninja, go ninja, go! I made another funny! <laughs> That reminds me of the time when Serenity went go on Firefly. Ship like this, be with you to the day you die. Retro. Because it's a death trap. The part of rewind. Pretty cunning, don't you think? They were robbed of time, young indeed, made them poor, burnt out on dullness. What was it all for? With Firefly now, what reviews will they find? The hero of time, retro of rewind. We gotta go to the crappy town where I'm a hero. Alrighty, we are back for another view of Firefly. Uh, we're going episode by episode. Uh, Making our way to our Christmas episode this year where we're going to cover the movie Serenity. Paul, what episode are we covering this time? This time we're reviewing episode eight titled Out of Gas. It was, uh, I was going to say released. It aired <laughs> on October 25th, 2002. Do you have a one sentence plot synopsis for this episode, Captain? Yes. There is an explosion on the ship that causes life support to go out. So Mal has everyone leave as he tries to stay at because they send out a beacon that can hopefully get someone to help them. And then he gets shot and has to somehow fix the ship after that. I love my captain. Indeed. So let's go around and say uh, what we liked most about this episode, what we liked least, and also what who our favorite character was or who we connected with the most this time. So let's start with that. The classic makers as you as you might say for out of gas uh drake let's start with you what did you like most about this episode oh what do they like most about oh, um, and also have you seen firefly before or is this your first time yeah no i've seen it before um okay okay i i actually hadn't watched the blu-ray mm -hmm. that i got um mm -hmm. i saw almost every episode 
uh, I kind of binged them just before the movie came out because they were airing oh, on yeah, Sci-Fi yeah. at that time. Oh, okay. oh, cool, cool. I was about uh, to say you saw them when they aired. That's a good trick because that was hard mm-hmm. to do. But on on Sci-Fi, no, that I makes tried sense. to see them when they aired originally, and then the show was canceled. Yeah, literally, like I learned. Oh, that show looks neat. I'm gonna go watch it next week, and it was done. There you go. Thanks, Fox. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. So wait, what was your favorite thing about the show? <laughs> okay, so my favorite no, thing about you, the show, my absolute, uh, this episode, this episode, I mean, yeah, th- I mean this episode. Sorry, yes, was well, maybe I should do all that then. <laughs> <laughs> that line, yeah, I, yes, I love that because because I, I was thinking as an engineer myself, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, that's brilliant, you know, where where they will force them to stop to to yeah. And I was like, exactly. that's brilliant. And then he goes, well, maybe I should do that. Then. And I was just like, yes. yes! It's almost yes. like not giving up your anger high ground, but yeah. still capitulating to the yes. better answer. Yes, yes, exactly. I think I've got the quote here. He uh, oh, yeah, yeah. going on a bit and then watch says, it boosts the signal. But even if some passerby did happen to receive, all it do is muck up their navigation. Mal says, could be that's true. Watch says. Darn right, it's true. They'd be forced to stop and dig out her signal before they could go anyplace. Yeah. Well, maybe I should do that then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was that was Very my classic great. maker too. Is that line? Oh, really? was a lot of good oh wow. <laughs> well, it was that pretty was, classic. That was yes, terrific. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Kijos, how about you? What did you like most? Uh, my classic maker had to be Mal in this one. Uh, yeah. just the way he handles himself as the, the captain, right? Mm-hmm, like, yeah, mm-hmm. he's good in other episodes. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, in yeah. this episode specifically, he really like takes yeah. the cake of caring about his crew, his ship, absolutely, and you know yes. why he's doing it. And I love that they 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 have it on the background of all the memories of him yes. getting the ship and everything, yes, and all the yeah. crew. Yes, I, I think yeah. that really like speaks to why he cares so much. I, I just yeah, I love his character in this episode. Yeah, and and all the flashbacks, all seeing how all the crew sort of got on there, like seeing how Zoe at first didn't like Wash, and then they end up married, and Kaylee wasn't originally <laughs> yeah. the engineer. And uh, Jane yep. was on a try and get them for a bounty, but then switched sides. Just all these little moments, uh, laying up to the very end when you saw how uh, Mal how Mal chose Serenity. Yeah. I, I love kind of all those elements. Yeah, yeah, it mm-hmm. did. It did. And I, I mm-hmm. thought they interweaved it with what was going on, and they sort of did this like uh, it started in this present then they backtrack and then they go even then they flashback and they sort of like you finally met up to that point at the very start Mm -hmm. and then it went on i just i i loved how they they achieved that i'm gonna have to disagree disagree with you on that i was confused i was like wait is everyone like having dinner while he's like suffering down below like yeah uh, there were some confusing transitions i didn't think worked well at all oh okay uh yeah. I picked up on it, but that that's fair. I guess it could be confusing yeah, too. That was that was mine too. <laughs> oh, that was your tragic maker? Yeah, that, that was, was exactly the thing. I was like, there were a few transitions that weren't good and I thought, you know, maybe they should have only done the flashbacks and the you know, the part with the like the present stuff had all the you know, the quote unquote present stuff uh-huh. flow kind of linearly, or maybe just show like the 
initial bit and then not be cutting back and forth. Yeah, oh, between okay. it, it, it is weird. I do enjoy yeah. the 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 flashbacks. It's like an origin episode. Tied yeah. yeah, the flashbacks yes. were great. Yeah, it was just the kind of flashback, and then it's like, okay, is this? But you could tell it was flashing back because they did that weird with transitions. But you couldn't tell when they were flashing back to like you know an hour ago versus right. you know versus right. okay. So is this is this is he now dying or now are they having dinner? And right, it's confusing. Like you said. Yeah. Same thing. I was just like, wait, what? Uh, Bob or Akitas, were you confused by that? I uh, at actually first thought... That, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Baba. I was going to say, actually, I thought the transitions were pretty good. I was just trying to think of uh, a show where I thought the transitions between current time and flashbacks were really bad. And uh-huh. what's coming to mind was a Gilbert Gottfried show called Norman's Corner. Don't ever watch it. Uh, <laughs> okay. It's, yeah... It, I don't know. I thought the transitions were all right. They, there was, yeah. it, it could have been a little bit better because there were a couple spots where I had to kind of catch, mm-hmm. oh, this is a flashback. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. I may, I may struggle real quick before he just comments. I may struggle with just having seen it so much. I know exactly what's going Like, I know where I am. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like in my, I'm in my home. I know where I am in my home. I know where the living room is. I know what the kitchen is, all that. Um, but so maybe that for me. Kitos, what were you going to say about it? It, uh, it's been a while since I've watched this episode, mm-hmm. Um, so it was a bit jarring at first mm-hmm. when they were transitioning, but I think they they did a really good job on the cues of letting you know, like, it transitioned if mm-hmm. you, if you like, looked at it, because, like, the coloring of the scenes was different between the three mm-hmm. different time periods. Not different. Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, and so, it, it I, I had to, like, really, I don't know. I had to pick up on it, right, to uh-huh. really understand. Um, okay. Once I did that, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. But at yeah. first, it was jarring. I don't like right. picking up anything. Feed me the spoon. <laughs> feed me. Come on. Yes. <laughs> I don't want the spiritual meat. I just want milk for the rest of my life. No, yeah. you can give me the meat. I just want it spoon fed. Oh <laughs> Explain it to me like I'm five. Oh, <laughs> So okay, so so Paul and D Tungsten Tragic Maker. So we would do classmates. No, that's not my tragic maker. I that's just my saying, tragic maker. That's oh, it. that's oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Paul, what was your tragic maker? Let's. We're, I think everyone did their classic makers, right? Am I totally? No, uh, I didn't give my like. Oh, okay, what was yours? Yeah, man? what did you love most? I I really well the I like the I did say the. The flashbacks I thought. Yeah, were okay, that's cool. why I thought you. Were, okay, but, that's why I got um, Yeah, yeah. I. I was actually taken back. There were some scenes that I was like tensing up, like yeah. this is getting intense, oh, and so yes. it actually made me feel that that they did a good job. I mean, mm-hmm. it wasn't like that throughout the whole episode, but there were mm-hmm. moments, and I was like, "Oh, wow, that's awesome!" Yeah. yeah. Do you remember yeah. one in particular? I'm just curious. I don't know. What... Mal's dying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't remember nothing. There's not a, a particular scene that stands out better than than others, but there were. Okay. Mo- I just remember going, "Okay, lighten up. It's just a TV okay. show." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very cool. All right, well, let's go around and do our tragic makers now. Though Drake did his, uh, Kitos, what did you hate most about this episode? Uh, so for me, most of the episode, in fact, all the episode was great, right? Mm-hmm. Oh but- wait, let me guess. There wasn't enough of uh, people trying to get papers through bureaucracy <laughs> to the next bureaucratic <laughs> department. 
<laughs> you just missed missed that. You, you know, that you you so can bad. bring that up all you want, but that was funny. Okay, <laughs> at least that was funny. I was about to say you're probably not wrong, but <laughs> wow, that's no, a deep um, cut for our fans. Yes. Yeah. Um. So, no the the tragic maker for me for this episode wasn't actually like any particularly thing in the episode, mm-hmm. but it's the fact that just watching it in the context of the rest of firefly i can't help but feel like this is a filler episode like yeah. they just oh, really? they oh, created it to fill yeah it could come at any episode. point yeah yeah, yeah. It, it, it doesn't point, really yes. tie into anything before or after it yeah. there's no hands of blue come on move the story forward i think yeah. it does a bit more than that by like, giving you um uh sort of uh emotional grounding and how these characters came together and hearing about yeah but save that for the first episode then no people are gonna get bored with that if you don't care about these characters you're not gonna care about where they came from you have to have some emotional investment in them first and then you care about where they came from if anything it seems as though this episode was created at a time when i think the showrunners were like you know what? This might not succeed. We might not get another season. So we better explain some of these oh, characters I see like that. backstories. I could see that. So that it, it seems like an episode that's just there for a functional purpose, either to fill time or to uh-huh. um, fill the fact that they're not going to have any more episodes. And, and so bl- that, that like detracts from the episode for me. I also am pretty sure that um, Gina Torres, who plays Zoe, was like on her honeymoon at this point with Lawrence Fishburne, and that's why oh, wow. she's not in it very much. Cowboy uh, Curtis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Y- yes, Cowboy yeah. Curtis. Oh my god. I gotta write some fanfic. Wow. <laughs> I, I I'm at, I'm pretty sure they're still together, but uh, yeah, I think that's why she's in it the least. She's sort of just dead for not dead, mm-hmm. but you know, unconscious. In a coma. Uh, but yeah, that's a good point. I don't I don't know about the other parts of it uh uh uh, uh so okay but that's the thing you like the least uh paul yeah. what did you like the least about this episode so there's a bunch of guys bad we'll call it bad guys who come in and take over the ship with guns and mal yes. finds a little pistol and is able to get them all off the ship oh that's convenient <laughs> <laughs> well why wouldn't they have a pistol on the mule that's where he got it, i think no but they have guns too yeah, but uh, so why there's would a group they... of them. So the people in the back could just reach over the shoulder and blam, it's done. They're no, I think they've out. all. They, I don't think anyone's behind them at that point. They are. As they're exiting, they're all grouped up. Exactly. Of... I don't think anyone's behind him. No, so that they're behind each the... other. The people in the back of there's there's people with guns between him and them, and they could shoot him and take him out. Okay, but the chance of any of them dying is possible and over a little converter thing why risk your life they're gonna take the ship because it's a second you're dead yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't i think who shoots wins well right. the problem is it's because mal has a point at the captain and they all followed the captain that's true that's another thing yeah. well yeah. let's put it this way I didn't find it believable because I would have acted differently, so okay. I didn't like it. All right, if their captain is shot the best shot, if their captain is the best shot, and he didn't even kill Mal at point blank range, I mean, what chance do they have? Oh, yeah, they're a bunch point, of idiots. Mm. <laughs> All right, that's fair. this stick goes boom. <laughs> 
Baba, what was your tragic maker for this episode? Um, real quick, I forgot to mention in that one flashback, Wash had a mustache. That was amazing. But anyway, that was. Um, I I just forgot to mention that. But okay, yep. least favorite moment of the entire series is in this episode. Oh, oh wow. really? Oh wow. Okay, it's the mustache it's, on Wash. It's no <laughs> almost no. It's um. It's that original engineer that Kaylee is messing around with. Yes. yes. I don't buy Kaylee being with that guy in the slightest bit. Oh, interesting. I mean, That's that good. Is, yeah, yeah. The fact that she's yeah. messing around with a guy like that, let alone tolerating him, yeah. I don't understand. And that feels like that feels like a fan fiction thing that I would just yes. kind of dismiss as like Eh, whatever. That's your own little fantasy. This is this is canon. This is in the show, mm. and I don't I don't totally get the whole Kaylee uh, Simon thing either. But at least, yeah, I yeah, kind of get Simon's smart. He's a doctor, and that maybe she for her it's all about the looks. Like that guy and Simon both have just that right checking of all the boxes of looks. I get. Her. I mean. I'm I'm latching on to any reason she would hook up with that guy, so I'll go with that. I I have my own headcanon of that. If you oh. if you want to hear mine, sure. let's hear your Please. fanfic. Josh Wynn <laughs> gave us his. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think they actually they drop hints in the show as to why she's actually you know with that guy, right? Because mm-hmm. they they drop hint one is she's never been in like a big a ship of this nature even though she knows all about engines and everything right she's never actually mm-hmm. been up in a working ship right so um one one hint is that and two the other hint is um yeah he's an engineer and he can get her access to the engine and engines make her hot they say yeah so the idea but i, I think is more so hey this guy is attracted to me but he's also going to give me a chance to, you know, be on one of these engines so I can enjoy it. So, I don't okay, think... so it's more it's more about I, what it, he's got than himself. Exactly. It's 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 okay. the the access that he he's providing. I don't think I mean, engines make her hot now that you point it out because if the engines the engine was in trouble and she's like, "Oh, what's going to happen to Zoe?" She cares more about Zoe than the engines. If that was Scotty from Star Trek, uh, you know, let Zoe die. He's up in the engine trying yeah. to fix it cuz he's all about the engines. So if right. she was all about the engines. Engine? Yeah. You ever so... said that next to an engine, you get very hot indeed. That's true. <laughs> I'm just I'm just that's the two hints that the show drop that i noticed so i'm just kind of going off of that okay i I can kind of i can kind of buy that yeah that at least gives some credence to it because i Mm -hmm. i thought the same thing it's like that's kind of a weird relationship they got there um and then yeah it's i i had to figure out in my own head like how could how did that happen and then ultimately, she ends up taking his job, and she doesn't seem to care anything about him. So, right, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind but of, I but I will, I will say, it, there is something off about that whole scene. I yeah. agree with you on that. I could see I, that. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. it detracts yeah. from her character, especially mm-hmm. how they set her up in the rest yeah. of the show. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of weird. Yeah, she yeah. doesn't really have that, and then all of a sudden, she has that character personality. It's strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could see that. That's a good point, guys. Um, I guess that leaves me. Uh, my tragic maker 
for this episode. I don't know if I really have one because this is actually this is honestly my favorite episode. Of this is series. when it credits <laughs> appear. Oh, yeah, here we are ripping on it. That's fine. I can I can I totally can see what you guys the problems you got the issues you guys have with it. It just they didn't really affect me at all. Um, like so I don't I'm care. Trying. It's my favorite episode. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> the Leave problem is there are more of them. <laughs> <laughs> um. Though I mean that that sense that it is a filler episode, it could happen anywhere. That is a good good point. Like it doesn't really tie in with anything anywhere. Um, I guess. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I can't think of a thing that I don't I don't that I don't like about it. I like pretty much the whole thing. So I guess my my classic liquor is yeah. There aren't more episodes like this that I can just be like. There's nothing wrong with it. So bum, a show bum, about bum, nothing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. it's not Seinfeld. Oh, did I say classic liquor? I mean, tragic liquor. Anyway, uh, what character did you relate to the most for me? Probably just Mal. I just like, I think Kito's, that was his classic liquor. So, uh, uh, I wouldn't say I relate to Mal. I wish I, I would like to believe I relate to Mal, but I don't think I do. I, well, I, well, who do you I, relate to? I like this character the most. Yeah. Uh, probably, um, uh, either the pilot or his uh, second command. Sorry, Wash, Wash or, or Zoe. Um, Zoe, yeah. I sorry, right. I always forget their names. No, worries. I love them. Don't get me wrong. I just always forget names. Yeah, no worries. It's okay, Joe. Uh, Paul, how about <laughs> how about you? I I put Mal as the character just because he was the central focus. It's, yeah, it's hard yeah. Not to. And you're Baba. the central focus of your own life. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> PaulJPowers.com. Yeah. <laughs> we all. Yeah, it, this might be the only episode where I say this, but I actually would go with Zoe. Um, oh, okay. From that line, that line early on where Mal's kind of saying like, "Hey, how about this thing? This will be with us till the day we die." And she says, "Yeah, because it's a death trap." A death yeah, trap. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, when they're trying to recruit Jane, and he's like, "Oh, that was well put. Wasn't that well put, Zoe?" And she says, "Yeah, it had a certain poetry to it." Poetry to it, yes. Yeah, just her her responses, and she does that heroic thing saving Kaylee. So I I would like to think I would do that to save Kaylee, but um, yeah, so I'll go Zoe for this one. All right, and Drake. Um, I like um, I think I gotta go with with Mal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, on Mal's that. and Zoe's, awesome. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I think that about wraps up. Oh, 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 oh. No, one more thing. Sorry. We're oh, not done yet. Geek Devotions is oh devoted to... Oh, my gosh. That's not what it was. <laughs> Obviously, Do it's I the Untold Podcast. No, you don't have to eat the bean. Okay. I've got something so, like bean. Watching this episode, would you want to continue watching the series? Um, or would you be like, I'm done? Uh, for me, I would definitely want to continue watching. Paul? I'm in the middle, but leaning towards continue. Okay. Uh, Drake? Definitely continue. This may have been the first one I saw. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Originally. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Baba? Yeah, I was very impressed with the gumption of young Indiana Jones in this episode. So, yeah, I would say so. <sighs> and Kitos? <laughs> so, this is if you've never seen it, or then this oh, is yeah. the first episode you're seeing? I mean, just continue. Just, just, yeah. If this, just based on this episode, I guess. 
would you yeah. keep watching? Regardless of whether this you've is the seen first more. episode you see of this series, would you watch any more? Not yeah, based on what you heard I, I put of, from addendum. other people. I would okay. put an addendum. If if I watch this episode, I would say watch more, but I would say go backwards. You, ah, you okay. say, go watch mm-hmm. from one. You know, yeah. Okay. If you saw this one, go watch one and then awesome. continue on. Yeah. Rather than right, continuing yes. to the next episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I didn't have a choice because it was a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I think I it may have started with this one. I may have caught some of the other ones because they did do like a repeat again, like uh-huh, the next day uh-huh. or something. It was right yeah. when the movie launched. So, uh, and then I went okay. to see the movie. Very nice. cool. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, I guess with that, we're done for today. So, thank you again, Paul and Drake and Babo and Kitos. And for me, uh, have a good night and stay shiny. Don't let the space bugs fight.